Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. The first hour, hour we were, um, it was a very Gary Wednesday. And now, as the Gary turns, is yes. the name of the soap opera. And we're talking about the Golden Bachelor. Bachelor. One hour later, Lori's like, we have a response. We have a response. I'm so Gary. I'm the- 72, oh, God, and I'm your it. first ever Golden Bachelor. What I hope is that I can look at one of those women and know that I found the right person. The Hollywood Reporter this morning published a thing on the Golden Bachelor's not-so-golden past about the secret girlfriends, a juiced-up resume, and the selling of Gary as this very sweet man who doesn't know much about the ways of women and is just this gentle guy to basically, you know, that he's not all that sweet of a deal because his package was so completely changed by ABC. Well, obviously, of course, I should have seen this coming because ABC, they would know. People reached out, the Hollywood Reporter. People are reaching out asking for comments. People Magazine just published exclusively an interview with Gary at 3.20 today where he's reflecting on a few failures and trying to date after his wife's death. And he tells people all kinds. He said... uh, I've dated a number of times since Tony passed, more recently than back closer to when she's passed. Now, this woman has said he she started dating him a month after Tony Two died. Months. Yeah. He said, for one reason or another, the, the attempts didn't work out. I could give you a wide range of reasons, but it doesn't matter. The retired restaurateur, who hasn't owned a restaurant since 85, <laughs> said he'd be ready for a new relationship after one year of grieving the death of his high school sweetheart. And he tried dating, but every time I thought I was ready, I just wasn't. I got it in my head that if you grieve for a year, at the end of that year, you should be okay. It absolutely wasn't the case. Oh, dear. And He's after three again. years, he turned to a grief counselor. It was such a difficult time. Eventually, he became more optimistic about dating. It helped. And then he throws out, I've developed one very good relationship with one woman that lives 40 miles away in Michigan. The booty call. Oh, okay. We realized the romantic side maybe wasn't going to work out, but we've seemed to maintain a nice friendship. So I feel good about that. Okay. All right. So there's a couple holes in this. Yes, I know. There's a couple holes in this. So even though he said he wanted to wait a month. He He wanted to wait a year. He started dating a month. He did. He did. And And he continued to date her because they went on double dates with people. In Davenport, Iowa, who confirmed to <laughs> the Hollywood Reporter that all these things have happened. And the woman had all the texts. And again, none of this is criminal. Exactly. Just, he could just say, he just painted himself as this guy who hasn't done anything since 2017. We felt like he was really, but when he revealed himself to have the lion, that was my first real big <laughs> red flag. I remember just thinking, gosh, this seems... It seemed extremely horny to me. Very. But, you know, and nothing wrong with that. No, nothing wrong with that. But anyway, so that's why ABC and Gary didn't say anything. They had Because craft. they were getting their story together and having an exclusive that people's been working on. Because they probably have known for a couple of weeks. This is all good for ABC. All I'm going to say is everyone gird your young, middle-aged, and older loins because we are going to get a boatload of reality dating shows featuring people over the age of 40. 
I love it. 50, yeah, we're gonna, I kind of love it. And yeah. I think, and I really think there was no reason he couldn't have been honest. I don't know why I, either. Because I feel like he was kind of coached a better and guided story. that. Yeah. I, I feel like he was guided in yes. that direction. I can't help it. Yeah. Because when we always say we watched Unreal, and a lot of people may not know what that was. Oh, that was so good. But that was a, one of the writers for The Bachelor, Bachelorette, producers, producers, who went and wrote this show based on the experiences of what they did. A fictionalized and, drama. They do. Of- and they, his picture wasn't as pretty and as sellable. They wanted to paint him in a different light. That's, and he went around with it because, yeah, why not? I have an opportunity to meet 32 women in one night. You can't imagine, unless you're like in this, like the way Julia and I will read out about stuff, but the producing that goes on both in... The Bachelor and the Real Housewives is 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 nonstop, nonstop. It's an art form in and of itself. It would be and, interesting to do for a month. And we mm-hmm. loved Unreal. That show was so good, so unappreciated. I think it would do well in a streaming thing. It I think, aired on Lifetime. I think it would be great. And Grant, I don't even know if if you could even Google Unreal. All one word. Yep. Where you can and stream that, and Constance, Constance Argel from Boston Legal was on it. It was so good. Yeah, it's really good, and we really had no idea the devious depths, and that's why, like, when we've done our Golden Bachelor wrap up, all the ways that they've heavily edited towards Leslie, yes. towards Faith, that yes. is one of the things that has made me lean the opposite way towards Teresa. Because they're doing so much heavy, they did so much leaning that direction. Mm-hmm. And Gary was messy. I mean, yep, he yeah. was. And by messy, he told everyone he loved him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love you. I, I love, love you. And I love you. you. Come on. Come on down. Anyway, so yeah, that's that's. Funny. And his answer is almost honest. Almost honest. <laughs> He's almost, almost honest. Almost honest. Because he did move in with someone shortly thereafter with probably in six months. And nine it did, months. Nine, nine months, months and it and didn't he work. Saying, you know, that, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Stuff doesn't always work. It and doesn't. I can understand him wanting to find someone. And if you had help of a national television program that's going to select and do right. all this dating. And Gary is going to get endorsements. He's never going to have to do another maintenance job or a hot pub, a hot tub install ever again. <laughs> that's, that's why I kept saying hot tubs. Hot tubs. Hot Maybe tub that's why that was an un- oh. unspoken theme. It's uh, just wild. But your show Unreal yes. is available on all the platforms for purchase per episode. Yeah. But right now, currently, though, from what I'm reading on its Wikipedia page, it was on Lifetime originally, yes. and then it is now available for streaming on Hulu as of 2018, oh. and it doesn't have an end date. So from oh. what Wikipedia is saying, you can get it on Hulu all four seasons. If people want to watch, and it's U-N-R-E-A-L. Oh, yeah. Because oh. you cannot believe it. It is Grant, you would love what that. they do. You and Lily. Yeah. That would be a good uh, We've got show access, to watch so I'm going to watch it for oh, sure. Oh, it was just we couldn't stop, and we had to wait. Back yeah. in the day. Yeah, yeah, once oh, we, yeah. Oh, yeah, we had to wait. That's oh, Lori. All right, good scoop. Well, we'll see what else happens. We'll see what else uh-huh. happens. Um, but ABC, like the PR people, they're probably right now breaking out the champagne. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lori, you're right, because yeah. they made it through it. And they've crafted they made a it really through nice... It's done huge numbers. Now they get the Hollywood... He didn't steal money from no, anyone. No, and the Hollywood Report, I mean, this is just going to get more eyeballs. There's no such thing as bad press. For this and this one. is what they've told Gary, too, mm-hmm. and his crying daughters who cried and called him, Dad, you look like an a-hole. Yeah. 
And he's like, don't worry, the nice the nice people at ABC said this the is... The producers tell me I, this is going to work. This is all good. Don't worry yeah. about this. This is how Hollywood works. Right. <laughs> well, speaking of Hollywood, yes. uh, London had a premiere last night. Yes. Wonka premiered, which is the prequel to Willy Wonka mm-hmm. uh, and the... And the Chocolate Factory. Factory. So we're seeing Timothy Chalamet being Mm -hmm. the young Gene Wilder. And Hugh Grant has been shrunk down to an Oompa Loompa. (laughs) And we are here for it. We are so here here for it. it. They employed a lot of other little people as the Oompa Loompa. So only one person got screwed out of a job. Right. By Hugh Grant playing the Oompa Loompa. And Timothy Chalamet... He really's got a look on the red carpet. He he was in pink. No, he was in lavender taffy leather in Japan last week, mm-hmm. looking like a piece of lavender taffy in London. Grant posted this. He is wearing a rose, a blush yeah. rose velvet suit, no shirt underneath. Mm-hmm. That's his look. That's it's a signature. Yeah, new I thing. know it is. I like it. <laughs> he's always said it's that. a Tom Ford suit, and then he's wearing. A Cartier necklace worth about a half a million dollars that does absolutely nothing for the outfit. And I can't uh, even Cartier believe... Cartier paid them to wear it. I can't even believe I'm saying it, but I'm like saying... Let I go, see. that does absolutely nothing. No, he didn't need it. He did not Less need that necklace. Less is more with a bare chest. That's right, Julia. Unless it's all gray and something else has happened to it. Uh, you know, maybe you want to doctor it up. He's just good fashion. And we posted this. We posted. He's yeah. like, uh, you know, you've Zendaya always loved him, Margaret. and I always thought I'd crush him. If I don't think of him in the but sexual I, way, yeah, he is pretty. The fashion <laughs> he always brings. He's is like Harry Styles. Very good. Very mm-hmm. very good. So take I would a look agree. at that. And people are raving. Critics are saying it's a surprisingly good movie. This is a movie that you're going to want to get your tickets for in advance. I think if so you're too. thinking of going on, the, on Christmas, Christmas Day, Day or Christmas yeah. Eve because it's going to sell. All right, we will be right back, and we're going to find out. Where the be- beautiful people are, Laura. Right. We'll be right back. Lori and Julia, my talk. Okay, El Burrito Mercado is in full festive mode, you guys. Mexicanize the holidays. Great appetizer options, tasty salsas, dips, jalapeno poppers, and so much more. One-stop tamale shop made from scratch tamales. Heat and eat from the deli. They're so delicious. Or order hot and pick them up. Catering is available for any party. Maybe you're having an office party you want to have them cater. I mean, people would be happy with this instead of the regular old pizzas. Jajardo's bottles look festive and the kids love them. They do all the beverages, the orange pop and all that stuff. Hostess and holiday gifts. You can get that are imported directly from Mexico. Really thoughtful gifts. Really cool stuff at El Burrito. Mugs, glassware, textiles and creative stocking stuffers. Teacher gifts that they might like, maybe even a gift card. We love El Burrito Mercado so much to get there. Think of it as your one-stop shopping for a little present, a little food, a little beverage. We love them. You know, I saw this story the other day. Did you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if... And now, Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's That's all it is. That's all it is. That's all it is. So I got an email from Tori at journalisticinctoday.org. Um, and she wants us to know that they've done a study. A study they've done a study. Oh, okay. Good. And their study is they reveal what states have the most beautiful people per capita. 
based on Miss USA winners, Miss Teen USA winners, um, Victoria's Secret angels, okay, so models, Texas, California, sexiest man alive. All right, so give me the list: Texas, okay. California, yep, uh, Florida, New York, okay, yep. Uh, Nashville, any no, 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 we're states. We're, we're still missing number yeah. one and four, which four is surprising because it's think of per capita. All right, number one coming in at number one is Illinois. Illinois, I almost Illinois, said that too. really. Oh, coming one. They've had the big models there. They've had Miss U.S. Cindy Crawford, Cindy Crawford, Harrison Ford, mm-hmm. Sexiest Man Alive. They base it on that. Mm-hmm. The surprising one. It goes. Illinois, California, Texas, and then Nebraska. Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Because it's per capita. Heck yeah. They have, they came in. And then Good. Texas, of course, rounding, you know, New York and that. Mm-hmm. North Carolina comes in there, but there is no Minnesota, Wisconsin, North Dakota, South Dakota, Colorado, no. Montana, Vermont, you know. Yeah. Well, pageant world isn't real big in the Midwest. It either. isn't, and I always wonder. I mean, it is, but not like it is. You know, in other states, it isn't. Yeah, it is not in mm-hmm. like it is in other states. And the you know the angel world. Yeah, you know, being those mm-hmm. gals. Okay, so um, here is a little random randomness for you: an online hot. Um, shopping hack. So I got an email from a friend of mine who spent on Cyber Monday nine hours online. Nine hours. Getting the best deals, everything. Yeah. Deal after deal. Work did all the work ahead of time and just goes to town. Wow. And I'm thinking commitment, you know who you are. I'm Um, I'm really like I'm impressed and horrified. And I wish (laughs) I would have spent more time ahead because there were some really good deals. Yeah. Black Friday I did in person. I didn't I didn't take advantage of anything. But here's a little hack moving forward in the holiday season is that if you are online shopping Instead of going into a store right now, for for some reason or another, we always support going into local stores. Mm-hmm. Um, if you put things in your cart and just leave them, because you don't empty your cart, I lose interest. Yeah. I really totally... Yeah, yeah, yeah. it yeah. never goes away. It yeah. doesn't... sign back in but, and it'll be right there. But what they do to you is, depending on how long you leave it there, they're like, how do we... This person already half committed. Yeah. How so do we get them... Target ads? They, how do we get them the full way? Oh. They'll send you another email reminder and discount that maybe 15% yeah, to like, get you, you for, to buy. You forgot these items right. in your... I've seen those And emails. we'll either give you free shipping yeah. or we're going to oh. give you a... Pers- I've done that when... Because uh, I figured they'll try and track me down. I'm going to leave this. I don't like this price right now. And I just close out of it. Right. But they know you. Yeah, yeah. Everyone they, knows they this everywhere. Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's just a little tricky poo if there's something you want. And if it's something that they want to get rid of, you know, like they've got way too many, mm-hmm. which I don't even know what that is. Too many trucks, too many cars. Six years ago today um, in 2017, NBC fired Matt Lauer. Oh, Yeah. Wow. And it's been six years. Kodakaki mm-hmm. and uh, Savannah Guthrie just Did were they, they were shocked. They it were, was like a scene out of the morning show. Was, and then a couple years later, Steve Carell is basically playing Matt Lauer in the morning show, which show. is on Apple Plus yeah. when we keep talking about that. And mm-hmm. it's so good. So, so good. It's so, so good. But so yeah, that was, that was really, I mean, he was uh, apparently... Bryant Gumble and stood by him. Okay. Matt Lauer. Okay, so they're still friends. They are. So he's one of the few 
media people or long time coworker. Well, of course, you can see why, um, you know, if I were Katie Couric, I would have been so pissed that he kept that big part of himself and pretended to be one way with her and that she never knew. I mean, the feelings that it would bring up. They were in the process of doing the Katie show. He was her partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the producing partner fell out. So it didn't end up that way. And Katie's show, here's this great anchor, this great personality who goes to do a show and it just didn't work because she tried to do topics that we didn't care about. Yeah. And really, you know, it's... The uh, book is great. That's a great book. Yeah. And her career, geez, the stuff that happened to her, it's kind of shocking when you look back on it. She has had a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, Matt Lauer, cry me a river, you know. We were, but we were crazy. We had a hundred million we dollars. Crazy for him. Oh, yeah, I was. We were, I felt you more than me because I, I was felt a GMA taken. <laughs> I felt. I felt like I was like, whoa. I feel like some people are feeling about Gary the Bachelor. You know, just like some people are really upset about this I, Hollywood Reporter yeah. report. Even though they have a good strategy with this People magazine where he's halfway admitting stuff, but all good stuff to make him look good. Gary, that, yes. Yeah, anyway, this is just such a good soap opera. <laughs> it really, it really, really, really is. Okay, and then I have just one more thing, and I didn't plan this, but I just came up on the machine today. Oh, boy. But what do you think when I say don't mess with Texas? The slogan. Um, is it something to do with the Alamo? Okay. Because that's just, don't mess with Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, in the 80s, this came. Well, is that where that came from? An anti-littering ad. Oh. Oh, there it is. I just, <laughs> I didn't plan it. It was just there. Mm-hmm. It was just there. Don't mess with Texas. Because I always thought it was like, of course, Texas. Don't it's mess with, with Texas. Because that's everywhere. Yeah, everything's big like, in Texas. Like, I love New York. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, it came out for a littering campaign. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's a good little piece of trivia. And Full speaking circle. of which. Some people are not fond of trivia. I try to get the people in Montana to play a little trivia. Pursuit. Nobody wants to play it's trivia. Not their, all it's the not time. their strong suit. No. They said, you guys know this. You do it every day. <laughs> you know, yeah. try measuring tile footage. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. Lori and Julia here for Minneapolis Anti Aging Skin Clinic, which is the skincare clinic affiliated with Minneapolis Plastic Surgery. And they've got, this is the time of the year, if you are uh, wanting to take advantage of a good deal right now for the month of December, you get a $500 gift card and it's 20% off. I'll do the math for you. That's, you're paying $400. But That's it a is big good. deal. You can use it for services, yep, whatever. Botox product, anything. And the $250 gift cards, you're only spending... $200. So I would buy, you know, this would this is a great way of saving 20% yes. always on everything that you're doing. Absolutely. And then also, if you uh, would love to get somebody a gift of a facial, we suggest starting with the Hydrofacial. And right now they're at uh, the best, the lowest price they are all year long, $149. You don't have to use it this month, no. but you could buy that card. Go to MPLSSkin.com, click on the holiday promos. All right, people, you're listening to My Talk 1071 and 1071.com. And we also have an app. You can stream us and take us anywhere. And we even reward you for doing that with amazing prizes every month. And I think I think one of the key things that we're all finding out is how important it is to laugh. Everybody needs to chill out and just have a great time. And we've been having quite a few comedians on our show. And we've got a doozy for you. We're so delighted to meet 
Khadija Cooper, who is um, who's got her a family affair comedy show coming up at Sisyphus Brewing this Saturday at eight p.m. Yes, and it's only ten dollars. It's only ten dollars. I think joy and laughter should be accessible to everyone. I love that, and we want to make sure that it is okay. Tell us so we don't know you. So tell yeah. us a little bit because about says, yourself. I'm looking at the thing, and we put up a link for tickets. A family affair comedy show, and I thought, oh, is that a play on a sleigh? The family stones like no, it's your mom, <laughs> it's your brother. I mean, yeah, this yeah. is a true family affair. It is a true family affair. And the thing that's so funny is when I picked that name, I really wasn't aware that this was an old show. And then like people like my mom's friends are like, and Buffy. Yeah. Yes, the family yes, affair. The family I literally affair. have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yes, of course. Neither does Grant. Yeah. But um, it was really funny because people are like, oh, this is like a throwback to a show. And I was like, what is the show about? Like, do people like it? Do people hate it? And they're like, no, it's fine. Oh, and yeah. There was so, a great butler in it. There was. And, oh, I, yeah, yeah. Okay, great. It so was I'm, a great show. I'm manifesting my future. Right. <laughs> with a butler in yeah, it. Yeah, right. But, but were you aware of the Sly and the Family Stone song? It's a family affair. Probably, Probably not. not. It's a family, family affair. Yeah. Okay. Obviously, you I should have been beautiful. Yeah. You, you could say and do comedy wow, wow. you're you're wow. you sucks up to everybody like just so I you know i love this yeah, i okay, love good. this yeah yes. i'm not gonna be mean to you when you come on our show <laughs> oh my gosh i'll be back tomorrow <laughs> this is what i need to do okay so Great. if you you know how you grew up in the twin cities area yeah. when did you start kind of branching when did you first know you're hey i'm kind of funny yeah, let's. So, my mom, Cece Cooper, is also a stand up comedian, and I've been around comedy my whole life. So, I remember for folks who are native to the Twin Cities, um, an old place called Pepito's. Yes. 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 Okay. We love Pepito's. We love Pepito's. That hot sauce, sauce, like sauce. open mic night. Yes. yes. And they had open mic nights and they did shows there, and my mom would bring me because it was the 90s, and like, that's what you did. That's right. Okay. And who I just. money for a babysitter? Not on a school night. Not on a school night. He's like, grab your coat, kid. We're going to the comedy club. I'm like, oh my God. Okay. And I like have a really distinct memory of like seeing my mom on stage and the lights and the crowd like roaring in laughter. And my first thought was like, oh my God, is my mom famous? People better treat me different tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like. Yeah. I'm not like everybody else. I'm basically like Janet Jackson's daughter. Like, <laughs> treat me it. nice. And so at that point, I was like, I love making people laugh. But I've always been, I'm an only child. I grew up around a lot of cousins and aunts and uncles who are like, you're funny, you're smart, you're beautiful, you're everything. And so I always had this like sense of confidence and I always loved performing. And then my mom and I, when I was around 13, had a cable access show. Stop. Yes, it was called <laughs> the Casey and Cece show. Oh my gosh. I love it. And so we would just like hit record and do all these like funny little sketches. You were like doing a YouTube show before YouTube. Yeah, we're yeah. like we're trendsetters. Yeah, we're trendsetters. Yes. Yeah. Did you write out the sketches ahead of time or would it no. just be ad lib? No. Like be a dinosaur and I'll be something else. Yeah, and- literally. And then like we just would be dancing and then we'd like put it on cable access and people would be like, Oh, Khadijah, I saw you on TV right before like the local high school football like right. highlights. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I was we like, miss yeah. that station. Yes, we missed cable access. It gave access to like things happening in your neighborhood, yeah. in your community. So we did that. And then my mom had a friend, Bev, who had like a cable access 
this comedy show. And that's when I did my first comedy set. And I was 13. And I just talked about like, I was like, I'm 13 and my mom's embarrassing. And like, you know, like, like very 13 year old stuff. And then I was like, and then I stopped and then I stopped doing comedy. And I watched my mom do comedy my whole life. And every time I would see her on stage, I was like, God, I want to do that. I'm scared. I'm scared. And then I had a friend like almost out of nowhere, just say, like, do the thing that scares you. And Mm -hmm. I was like. That was that was my permission to like go on stage. Yeah. So at 35, I went to do my first open mic. I didn't tell one single person. Mm. My mom came with me okay. in February 2018 and I went on stage for 3 minutes. I think I blacked out. I have no idea what I said. Completely understood. And <laughs> I fell in love. And I've been running ever since so i've been hitting stages all over the midwest ever since and i've been traveling a little bit more and you know throughout that time like my mom and i would do shows together um and yeah so that's kind of like my comedy story it's a good one yeah it's a good one thank you and so do you take everyday things and kind of point out the obvious or do you have a slant on mother daughter your your comedy yeah so i really describe it as autobiographical it's really from my life i'm a mom i'm in my 40s i'm dating I oh have this gosh. I have this really fun job where I work in adolescent like healthcare. So that's really fun to talk about. It's really relatable. And what I noticed through my like five years of doing comedy is like comedy audi- audiences are made up of a couple things. So really specifically, one, it's made up of date nights, right? Yes, it's a great percent it It's a great date yes. night thing. Or it's like Girlfriends going out to enjoy a night together, Mm -hmm. right? And so what is necessary, in my biased opinions, like you always need a female voice on a show Mm -hmm. because over half the audience will always be female unless you're seeing like, I don't know, like... I don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that person. <laughs> the Rock on Comedy Live right, or whatever. Yeah. Right, you know, right. something like that. But, like, when you're seeing comedy, the audience will always be majority women. And so, like, having a woman's voice, I've had people come up to me as like, my daughter does the same thing. That was so funny. Or, like, I can relate to that. Mm-hmm. Because, like, a human experience is so relatable. It doesn't matter race, age. When we have this shared, like, Womenhood, we mm-hmm. all are experiencing the same things, even though maybe different individually. You're really smart when you talk about that. The audience, mm-hmm. if you're just joining up us, we're with Khadija Cooper, and she is going to be uh, performing the special show called the Family Affair Comedy Show at Sisyphus. Yeah, you got it. Oh dear, that's a tough Sisyphus. That's the guy who had to keep pulling the, the boulder. The boulder. Up yeah, the I know. Yeah, I know. Sisyphus. Yeah, brewing. brewing. Um, this Saturday at 8 o'clock at night, tickets are $10, and you go to SisyphusBrewing.com. We've linked it, so you don't have oh, to perfect. spell it. We've linked it to yes, our show. It's perfect. a complicated one. You're yeah, good. Thank okay, you. but, you know, to know your audience, because I, I guess, of course, it's a date night. Always. And people just want to not do any work and have someone make them laugh. Yes, and I will give it up, like, two claps for Minnesota audiences. We are a good comedy audience. Mm -hmm. When people come, they come to laugh, they enjoy it. So it's, I don't know, it fills my cup. 
Oh, yeah. isn't that great? It fills my cup. How long is your set then? How long, like when we go to the show, are people warming up for you? Yeah, so the way this show is really going to work, so funny story, so Jesse the Shrink and um, Johnny Pickles, they're brothers, um, no relation to me or my mom, okay. but I was doing um, some shows with Jesse the Shrink, and I was like, we were having a conversation, I was like, isn't it cool that your little brother does comedy? Isn't it cool that my mom does comedy? Yeah. That is so unique, and yes, I was like, we should is. do a show called The Family Affair, and he was was like yeah we should and i was like oh okay done okay. and then fast forward it's on saturday because it is something that's so unique so jesse the shrink is gonna open up he's gonna host for us johnny pickles is gonna keep the crowd roaring and like laughter he is this fun carefree guy and then i had to bring my friend gabby okay we're not related but she is really my comedy sister mm -hmm. she started comedy a couple years ago and i've just kind of like come along with me so i couldn't think about doing a show that really like centers family and not invite her so I she'll be too. I love this. Now, when you forget something or you just lose your train of thought and you're up there, do you just, do you have like a, I'm thinking of the filler word an auctioneer uses. Yeah, I know. Would you, would you, would you, would you, you know, they have the filler yeah. word. Do you like yeah. have a filler thought? Like when you go blank or something? Yeah, that happens. Yeah, that happens a lot. And I think people don't know, like inside, I am doing flips. I'm doing flips. I'm thinking, I'm like, what is my set? What is my set? But sometimes, and now I'm just going to like reveal, here we go. We're going behind the curtain here. Mm -hmm. I will start doing crowd work. Okay. If I forget what yes. I'm going to do. Look at this couple over here. Yeah. First yeah. Day. yeah. Like okay. first day, like really cool. Like I'll start doing crowd work. <laughs> or, that's what that's called. I never I like that. that. Yeah. I mm -hmm. like knowing crowd work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'll, or I'll just be, or I'll just do something. If I like finish a joke and I'm really stuck, I'll just be like, okay, dealer's choice. What do y'all want to hear about? You want to hear about my family? You want to hear about my daughter? I like y'all. Y'all get to pick your laughter tonight because also like do those pick your own adventure books still exist? No, I want to bring it to life. Way to fill it like you know yeah. what you're doing at yeah. that moment. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, Khadija, having grown up going to see your mom in comedy rooms and going to Pepitos and different open mic nights, um, was there uh, uh, like someone outside um, like that you saw on TV or who was it that you really liked that you uh, th thought was a great comedian? Yeah, so I first and foremost want to like really highlight the amazing people that I've got to see as I was growing up. So Miss yeah, Shannon Paul, oh, yes. um, oh she's wonderful. I yeah. absolutely love and she adore her. Yeah, yeah, I I absolutely love and adore her. So watching her as I was growing up, also Tiffany Norton, another Twin Cities comic who like came up with my mom in comedy, and so like I don't think they knew it. And I probably don't even know it to this day, but I really looked up to them. Like to see my mom and those two women, like just really barrel through mm -hmm. like the men in this, in this like yeah, field. Very, right. And like Thrive was like so inspiring to me. It didn't help me feel like not feel scared for a really long time, but mm -hmm. it was really cool to see. So I definitely want to like shout them out because they're local uh -huh. and I get to do shows with them now, um, to this day. So I really have a, love and affinity for you, those two you have such a great energy this is gonna Thank be a you. fun night it is gonna and be for ten dollars my gosh yes okay so the tickets um the link is um hooked up to Lori and julia's show page you just click on show links yeah it'll take you right there you can get them right there you can also go to just syphysisbrewing.com if you can and, spell it and, and yeah <laughs> google it and then they're right in comedy and events is the tab there but that's what's linked up to the show page so Google Sisyphus Brewing Comedy Events or Lori and Julia Show Paper. Perfect. Yeah. I Amazing. hope you come back and hang out with us again. You're, oh my gosh, you have I great energy. You have great energy. Thank I bet you. your show 
is hysterical. Yeah, it is. It is. I I'm a bubbly person, and I and I choose to be that on stage. I think a lot of comics are like self deprecating and like. There's sad stuff happening, right? Yeah, and like, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But like, that's not my style. That's not who I am. I want to be authentic. And like, I love life. I'm bubbly. And like, that's just who I am. So like, that's who I am on stage. Yeah, I'm glad. Comedy bubbles. That's what we need. Yeah. I know. You're just darling. What a treat for us. Oh my Thank God, you so much. What a treat for me. Thank you. Oh, gosh. All right. So this is this Saturday night at 8 p.m. Kadisha. Thank Cooper. you. Um, thanks for hanging out with us. And Thank your you. mom must be fun. She's a hook. I think you guys were lucky having each other. That just sounds like a fun childhood going out with your mom. I think that sounds crazy fun. Yeah, until puberty. I was very embarrassed. <laughs> you can you can go yeah. to the Apostle Supper Club, which is Pepito's now. Yes. But when you walk in, you can still smell the chips in the brick. Oh, mm, mm. It still smells like Pepito's. Yeah. I would fear that salsa would run through me like... Mm, Montezuma's Revenge, or whatever you call it. Oh, that salsa was hot. It was hot. It was hot, but worth it. It was. (laughs) You know, (laughs) sometimes a little bit of pain for a little bit of pleasure. That's right. We understand that. Oh, thank you, honey. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll come back. It is time for Hollywood Speak. So, what are you trying to say? Hollywood! Hollywood Speaking! What is the meaning of this? Uh, what is the meaning of this? Right, Barbara Streisand. Oh, what? Has an interview with the New York Times. Oh, she does. And she told the New York Times this. She knows she's guilty of writing a long book, she said. <laughs> <laughs> Understatement of the year. Okay. I still haven't gone back. She oh. said, I wanted two volumes. Who wants to hold a heavy book like that in no their one. hands? She's so right. She's so right. And uh, so the Hollywood speak on this is Barbara for once didn't get her way, but she did get 10 years to write something that she said she'd write in two years. Yeah. That book was announced in 2015 yeah. and it was going to be published fall of 2017. Think, yeah. And um, she said, but. That was kind of the compromise, I guess. It was too... I'm still... It's too overwhelming to me. Um, I don't know. I'm not... Maybe the next time you go on a road trip, you'll be in the I was on a road trip. Oh. I had hours on a plane. I had hours on... I just wanted to read instead of... She's so right because... Sometimes now when we get hardbacks that heavy. are thick, we got one. We got one and we just said no. We just said no because it's so crazy. How heavy it was. How heavy. It's like reading a thesaurus. Mm. Yeah. And you know. So she knows. But it was not. It was under a thousand pages. And that's all the publisher wanted her to do. Because if it had been. It could use editing. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. I mean, because in I. <laughs> I love her and she's reading to me, but I'm bored. I'm too bored. I'm mm-hmm. not, there's not enough in her early childhood. It's all interesting, but, but okay. Well, fast forward. Skip I just, over some I stuff. just haven't wanted to. Okay. It's really weird. I was really so excited. I spent good money on this I'm book. Shocked. I, I really, that's the Hollywood speak. I'm I just, shocked about you. No, I really got to be honest. It's not like something I'm jumping to get at. I had, I had too many other good books mm-hmm. that I could, there were more bite size. Yeah. Yeah, it's just kind of how I feel. All right, I have one for you. Okay. Is the Vampire Diaries reunion something you'd be interested oh. in? 
Did you uh, love that show? Yeah, I did. You loved that I show. I loved that show. That was one of my many CW shows. I don't think it's time for the van. It didn't leave that long ago. Right. It's not the right time. All right, fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. It's not the right time. It's not the right time. Yeah. Saying she doesn't care. Well, no, <laughs> I, it, it just isn't the right time. It hasn't been that long. Right. There's got needs to be more time. Are those actors having trouble getting jobs? Maybe. Well, there you go, too. Yeah. Maybe. All right. Okay, here uh, is, you know, in a joint post put to Instagram today, okay. uh, TJ Holmes and Amy Robach put this message. Mm-hmm. It was a photo of them sitting at a table, and in the middle of the table was a cup of tea. And oh, it said... They're going to spill the tea. Why, yes, we will be serving tea one week from today. So it's almost been a year probably since they've lost their jobs. So they probably can talk about it now. Um, And this is what's funny. So People Magazine has the five things we want you to know this week. Mm -hmm. And in the Sexiest Man Alive, they're in it, in the five things we're talking about. And it's that they're um, on December 5th, exactly a year after news of their secret romance forced them off their morning show, mm-hmm. we're going to hear about it. They're doing a podcast, you guys. This is not... They, they burn their careers and down both, to the ground to do a podcast, something that anyone with a and microphone... And they're both smart news people yeah. that could be giving and covering stories because I liked both of them so much in their roles. And I and wasn't reduced to having to promise to deliver tea to get on a people, podcast to get people to listen, and people will listen the once once for the tea that they mm-hmm. say about how much they love each other or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is, people get uncomfortable being dragged into people's messy businesses. Oh, please. Yeah, and these two were just. You know, that's fine if this is going to be their love story or whatever. But the fact that they were so committed. To their agents, we have to do a show together. Just reeks of how really unsteady and insecure the bond is. The bond is between them. I would say, because I feel like she had more leverage, way more leverage. She could have gotten hired anywhere. But they both insisted that they They were were a a package deal. And I don't even, that was just dumb. Just get one of you to start making money. Yeah. And we'll go from there. Yeah. But I think what you said about the insecurity of the relationship, because one would be jealous of the other. That's why you do that. I remember trying out for a hockey cheerleader mm-hmm. in uh, ninth grade mm-hmm. uh, with my friend Shannon and Ann. Okay. And we spent all of our time, the three of us, talking about what happens if one of us doesn't make it. Yeah, what does What happen? are we going to do? Are yeah. two of us get it? Are we not going to all take right. it unless all three of us are in? What are we going to do? We never practice the cheer. Yeah. We never practice anything. We spend all of our time. What if one gets it and others don't? How are we going to deal with that? Yeah. It's insecurity. It is. And you spend your time on the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. All, all right. right. Well, thank you. You Hollywood spoke that quack, out quack. Of that one. We'll be right back with our uh, new game. We'll see how we do. Bye.